Alright y'all, welcome to Teens Talk Politics. I'm your host, Julius, and this week, we are joined by professional French horn player, Iris. And Neil, here's Neil. Neil is here, yeah. He just arrived. I'm Iris. I just, uh... Hi, Neil. Oh, did we just start? Yeah, we did. Oh, (laughs) I just came back from studying Nazis with my history teacher. Uh, so yeah, hey, this is Teen Stock Politics. I'm woefully unprepared today, but a lot of shit has happened. So, uh... I'm also unprepared. Buckle your straps in, babes. Alright, so let's start things off with some fun bits of news. So, if you've been on Twitter at all recently, you've probably seen a few things related to police brutality, which is wonderful. Not wonderful. It's it's not wonderful. I'm not sure why I said it was wonderful. I was just kidding. Wow, Julius. Are you supporting police brutality? Uh, no. Sure, no. No, I'm not. Let's be clear. I'm not. Okay. But okay, so, okay, let's get to talking. So, uh, recently, there have been several videos online of the NYPD tasering and arresting people for fair evasion. Uh, you've seen these, you've probably, possibly seen these videos on Twitter. It's pretty horrific. Like, they're basically, like, beating people, like, children, teenagers to the ground for, like, hopping turnstiles and stuff. And, like, just, it, it, I don't know. It's... Yeah, that's a mess. That's, like, a whole, like, yeah. infrastructure. Yeah, problem. and do you know, do you know how, uh, how much money they lost out on? Oh, yeah, each thing for the taser, like, each taser cartridge, which is filled with, like, compressed air, air, compressed air, like, that costs $70. So it costs $70 to tase someone. Versus the five fifty, it costs in lost the city revenue, New York, to give someone a free subway ride, maybe. and like even worse, it's in the name. That evasion was fair. And I, <laughs> I stand by. Well, it. New York's public transportation system is whack. Oh yeah, it is. Did like the MTA, say the Coke Brothers. Like... <laughs> the Koch there's a lot Brothers. of things. There's a lot of things that are. No, it's Coke. It's there's Coke. a lot of things that. Well, it's now, the, now it's the Coke Brother. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, did one of them die? Yeah, one yeah. of them died. And then Aww. we were all like, that's sad. That's I think, so sad. I think also, we may have I'm celebrated okay. <laughs> just a little bit on this very podcast. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Any billionaires Oh my god, I've just listening. been ousted. <laughs> I didn't listen to that. I'm so... Oh my god, Iris. Iris. Okay, in my defense, like, I... Um... I don't have... <laughs> okay. You don't have defend- yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I, mean, I thought. The moral you. is, I should be tased. <laughs> Everyone who doesn't listen should be tased. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. That's a good. Okay. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe Bill De Blasio can implement that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So the, if you look at any of these instances too, it's all like minority communities, predominantly African American. So that's not. I haven't heard that much one of a surprise either. Another thing related to police brutality. Uh, well, I apologize for this because I've been typing these things up while I'm scrolling through Twitter really late at night. But there was another fun little video about the money bail system that I watched, which is terrible. The money bail system is terrible. And basically, it just keeps people in prison because they're poor. So that's fun. And in the last decade, in this one specific uh, prison system in Texas, in Harris County, 199 people died in the prison system, and 85% of those people hadn't been convicted of anything Oh my yet. goodness. But yeah, they, uh, civil rights activists Dios have like, actually, yeah, it's it's bad. It's like 170 of the, the 200-ish people. Y- yes, quick math. Yes, yes, it took me a while to figure that out. But yeah, so that's the thing. But like, uh... Civil rights activists have actually won a lawsuit against them, so there is going to be some sort of prison reform happening there. So I guess that's okay. But yeah, like it was a, it was a weird thing. Like they had court uh, recordings of people going on their uh, trials, like their hearings for uh, bail, and literally like it, it's a predominantly like uh, the the recordings were from a place where it was predominantly like an African American and minority community. And it was kind of horrific how the people were being treated. And I don't know. Uh, you can check it out if you want. It's on Twitter. But yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I feel, it's, I feel like our prison system is the most like dramatically whack thing ever. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. First of all, I'm all, I'm all <laughs> about like restorative justice, rehabilitation, uh, you know, all that, all that good, good, good stuff. But like, 
the cash bail system is the most unnecessarily complex thing in our thing in our criminal yeah. justice system. And like profiting off of people by like just keeping them in jail for no reason. That's just I, I don't know, that that seems wrong. That's so that's new levels of whack. Also, it like basically means that if you're rich, oh yeah, you, exactly. The rules don't apply. Yeah, it's like it's like that's exactly what it means. Yeah, which is fun. I like yeah. it and when terrible. it's described as um, the price tag for doing illegal things. Yeah, literally, that's what it is. That sounds so weird and eh. Yeah, like Kim Kardashian. Well, Kim Kardashian West uh, can very easily afford to like park oh, in handicap exactly. spots yeah. and uh, I don't know. Or, like, do like, rich right. people, basically. Yeah. Rich people can afford to break the law and have no consequences, while people of color, minorities, poor people don't have that luxury. It's and literally the opposite. Like, yeah. even if they're not doing anything bad, like, sometimes exactly. they'll still get... Yes, and man, the that's... incarceration system is built primarily to put specific people into prisons, which isn't much of a surprise, but it is a reality. And it's like cruelly ironic, I think, because like the poor working classes, the people who like earn, earn oh, them yeah. their billions. Exactly. Yeah, and like people and the whole like pri- uh, private prison system, which basically just works to get more people in prison just for the sake of making money. I think California recently um, outlawed them. Well, not quite oh, outlawed. Good. There's a transitional period in which they'll be shutting down and stuff that lasts quite a while. Oh, that's good. It's like eight to ten years. It so takes a while, but not ideal. But like a good step. We're finally. Step. Yeah. We're yeah. Gavin Newsom is finally based. Yeah, and also uh, Kamala Harris did actually work with a lot of private prisons during her time as Attorney General, and she also worked in favor of a lot of legislation that would increase the prison population. So she bills herself, like, a lot. As a progressive prosecutor. Yeah, she she was not progressive at all. Just, like, look these things up, kids. Because, like, it's, it, ain't, it ain't it. And also, like, I'm partially saying this because I got attacked by Kamala Harris supporters on Twitter. Donut Twitter, Wait, Donut Twitter goes yeah, hard. I did. It was, it was <laughs> so weird. Like, because I was basically, like, Kamala was... Okay, so some background... Uh, you may have heard uh, the media definitely like went nuts over this like thing that Bernie said at like a uh, college. And yeah, we're like, gonna talk about that later. Oh yeah, but like actually we can talk about it now because it's sort of related to police brutality. But there was like a question about like uh, if you uh, like what would you tell your kids about like police brutality or like basically like how what would you say to your child in order to help them like not get shot by the police? And Bernie's response, I will admit was definitely out of touch at the very least like at best it was out of touch it was it was a bit like shocking for me to hear it but he was basically like you have to like respect the police officer and like get their name down and like so you don't get shot in the head and that's... I actually I actually had a different read of it I um I think the words he said were uh respect what they're doing oh yeah yeah um which I think can be interpreted in a number of ways and I was like mm-hmm. I was taking it as um, in the same way, like, the lion tamer oh, respects mm-hmm. the lion. But, like, um, the thing is, I mean, I do understand what Bernie was sort of coming from. It's a very... It was, like, like the cynical and pragmatic approach exactly. to the reality of things. Like, like, yeah. What else can you do? But at the same time, it did come off as a bit, like, weird for him to say that. And, like, he didn't really, like, mention anything about his own privilege or that his children would never be in that situation just because of the color of their skin. That's true. Yeah. Also, public school moment. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard this, but there was just like a blood-curdling shriek outside the door, um, and mm-hmm. no one knows where it came from. That's so. just how it be. I think also with police brutality, like, a lot of people think it's like, oh, it's just like one police officer. It's just the bad it's apples. It's just the bad oh. apples. Like, no, it's the system. Yeah, it's, it's like system. when people, like, look at the war in Afga- like Iraq and Af- Afghanistan, and they see, like, the numerous war crimes that we've committed, and they're like, oh, that's just, like, just, like two or three, like, bad apples. Yeah, but, like, if, they, no. if they look at the um, Abu Ghraib prison... Yeah, um, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, that's just, like, one bad person? No, that's no, that was the like, whole... that was, like, a couple hundred... Yeah, and also... Who just, like, abused and tortured <laughs> detainees. It's reflective of the entire, like, system of our imperialist asses but anyways okay so back to the point of what i was going to say kamala stands yeah oh yeah so bernie said something it was a little weird and everyone sort of freaked out about it even though i mean in if you think about it it sort of 
There were definitely worse answers. Bad, yeah. Uh, and one Kamala of the worst answer answers... wasn't awesome. Kamala's answer was objectively terrible. Like, also, Donald Trump was also at that oh, forum. Oh, yeah. Ew. And I didn't see what he's saying, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I got things to do. Yeah. <laughs> but I guarantee you his answer is to any question he was asked was worse. Because was, that man yeah. speaks like he has marbles in his mouth. I think it was, like, the vague, like, the vague understanding of what you said that I got from the Twitter coverage of it was basically that, like, he was just flexing all the things that he apparently did for, like, com- to combat for the police brutality. But he didn't really do oh, anything. Oh, yeah. He's always, like... The unemployment rate is the lowest it's ever yeah. been. Yeah, okay, whatever. Like, he said something weird, but the thing that we're going to focus on here, because... Wait, okay, anyways. So, okay, what I was trying to say was that Kamala's answer was a lot worse than Bernie's, in my opinion, at least. Uh, the basic summary of what she said was that... She, uh, oh, yeah, it was, like, a question about, like, police brutality. Like, what are you going to do to stop police brutality, pretty much? And then she's like, the best thing that can stop police brutality is a job yeah know? nothing stops a bullet oh, like right. a job yeah which is basically like the the unemployed learn to code yeah answer, that's uh, which, which yeah. she has said on the campaign trail and that's I, like oh it's the gosh. most like idealist like neoliberal idea i'm sorry that i'm throwing that also, around, it, but... it blames the people yeah the yeah yeah that's yeah it is, i hadn't picked up on that yeah, it's that's insinuating like so many things it's like and it's such an anti- poor people and like it, it's it's there's so many layers to this that are so like whack like first of all she's suggesting that if you don't have a job then it's somehow more justified to be killed by the police like no unemployed people are also people who deserve to live like w- what is this and like that that's that's hearkening back to some weird like jim crow era of like vagrancy laws and yeah, those uh, the wacko meter is off the charts here. Yeah, and like Kamala's also like suggesting by that like that people who are African American who are more prone to police violence are also more likely to be unemployed, which is kind of racist. Even though like it, it, it's weird on a lot of levels, and Kamala's answer was objectively really really poor. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt and um, not read her as like some totally malevolent uh shooty shooty the poor people person yeah um but i do think inherent was her answer was like uh a denial of agency to um police officers who uh you know yeah so basically like actually are the bad apples yeah and then the rest of the apples aren't so great in of themselves but uh the systems protects the bad apples yeah Mm -hmm. that's unfortunate very bad yeah. okay well yeah so like that's oh yeah that, oh yeah yeah i i got attacked by kamala harris supporters because i said that pretty much but yeah kamala's answer was bad and kamala harris is pretty much a cop uh she like legit did some like really bad things as attorney general and led to like contributed directly to mass incarceration yeah, i'm sure you guys know about that truancy uh oh truancy yeah policy that she had in which she uh started um prosecuting the parents of truants um, which is yeah kids yeah. who don't go to school and they often stay home be, uh you know to care for the family or uh and even if they didn't go to school like i don't know there's something there's something not right about the government coercing yeah children to to you know aid an institution without their consent um, it's education is yeah. important but it's not important enough to prosecute parents over That's kamala has her issues that's basically that and in other news about police and criminal justice in general oh, wait yeah oh, one more pg and th- oh, one oh, more wait, thing yeah. about kamala stands okay i feel like all kamala stands are just like hillary clinton voters who feel oh, guilty true. about being white um i oh. i see oh <laughs> i see a lot of I see a lot of um, people who are like, I'm still with her, or hashtag never Bernie because he gave Donald Trump um, the nomination it, by, uh, not. by uh, like, not campaigning for Hillary, which he did. He did. Just, he, campaigned, like, he campaigned ag- like, aggressively for Hillary after yeah, he lost the Yeah, the difference between Bernie stands and Kamala stands is that, like, one uh, dislikes Bernie for not campaigning with Hillary, and the other holds Bernie in contempt for campaigning for Hillary. Oh, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's that's just my piece. I feel like a lot of it is coming from a place of um, class unconsciousness. So they mm-hmm. don't really really acknowledge that like 
class and how much money you make and your uh, relationship to the means of production mm -hmm. um, is like the great unifier in addition to, to race and gender and uh, sexual orientation and all that, all that good stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's my piece. Sure. Sure. Okay. Neil's Marxist hour. Uh, all right. In other news, though, wait, California is on fire Wait, again. speaking of okay. communism, sure. <laughs> after <laughs> being on this podcast two yeah. times before, I find myself, like, being more communist. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> like, I'm Chinese. But so yeah, that's, like, like that's, it's yeah. an interesting, like, Honestly, dichotomy. I, like, Iris, you have no idea. You just made me the happiest podcast host in the world. Well, like, here's the thing, like, I'm conflicted, right? Yeah, Because, okay. like, Let's obviously, go. like, the cultural revolution was, like... Mm, yeah. But, like... Fam famine. Also, yeah, like, like let's know. look at it in a different way. Uh, hot take, but China really wasn't communist. Oh, I, I'd argue that it was communist before. Oh, um, before. Deng Xiaoping, but, yeah, but... like, but currently they aren't. Oh, definitely they're and, not. It's very authoritarian. And, like, yeah. It's very also, yeah, I think, like, most of the problems with communism around the world so far has more to do with authoritarianism than communism itself so like as a like an economic system uh well like my opinion is that like as of now we are living in a competitive economic system which is capitalism we've been living in other various forms of like competitive economics for the entirety of human history and what ba that basically is is like people were faced with a shortage of resources like before and therefore they had to compete for a scarce amount of resources which means when some people succeed other people fail and basically what that meant for most of human history is that like rich people succeed and stay in power and keep themselves in power throughout history yeah, like stratification while like sure. everyone else gets fucked over yeah like I mean, I'm not, like, as ragingly of a communist as Neil oh. is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you there. We'll get I you there. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I definitely have been thinking a lot about, like, the fact that billionaires just, like, have that much money. It's insane. And then... Like, what's up with that, yo? Yeah, like... You heard about no one, billionaires? That sucks. No, because no one can make that much money just from, like, their own hard work. Exactly. Like, like that's, that's not how it works. Meritocracy ain't it, kids. Unless it's robbery. I'd imagine robbery takes a lot of hard work. Yeah, but, like, it's mostly just, like, capital. Capital tax. Let's tax them. Let's tax their Yeah, that, that's a, that's the idea behind a wealth tax. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, anyways, like, tax here was, like, actually an interesting thing that I found on Twitter again. Sorry. But <laughs> if you if you were, like, a worker who was apparently, like, really wealthy, like, let's say you work a 40-hour week, right? Okay. And let's say you made $1,200 an hour, which is a, a pretty large sum of money, right? Wait, $1,200 an hour? $1,200 every single hour. A yeah, that is a oh, lot of money. Oh, right? I think I've seen this. On okay, okay. So twelve hundred dollars an hour That's how much times for doing forty hours a week. Let's say you work your ass off, which means you go every single week, fifty-two weeks a year, and you worked for four hundred years, like literally from the first slave ships that touched like the shores of America to this very day. It's funny because they didn't get paid at all. But yeah, let's say you did in that situation work for four hundred years. 40 hours a week, no breaks, 52 weeks a year, and get paid like $1,200 an hour, which is a pretty good amount of money. It's like a lot of money for an hour to... From yeah. 1619, yeah. yeah. Like literally from the year 1619 no, all the way to today, if you kept working, the amount of money you would have today is $998 million, not even a billion. Wow, that's... A yeah, exactly. billion dollars. That's an insane amount of money. That is striking. Like, we shouldn't have a society that allows Dude, for that kind society. of wealth. Oh, oh my gosh, what? Oh my god, I haven't read about Joker on the pod yet. Oh, we'll find time. We'll find okay. time. But yeah, yeah, I got into I got into an argument um, while door knocking this weekend with a, a libertarian person who doesn't believe mm. in the minimum wage, and uh, it's funny because he was like uh, given shown like uh, going around the neighborhood yeah. giving out posters for his missing cat, um, and like. He struck me as, like, this awfully nice guy who's doing something uh -huh. for a sad wife who's missing their cat. And I left that conversation Aww. after talking about, like, uh, how the minimum wage is necessary and how people aren't just fighting to stay on the bottom ladder but are fighting to have some guaranteed, yeah. like, uh, level of thriving. Uh, I left that thinking, like, screw your cat, dude. <laughs> Wait, if you're, like, I would never want to work under you if you're in, like, upper oh, management yeah, or something. You'd be, like, the worst. 
like the argument against minimum wage is so convoluted i think it's like the most that i've usually heard of it are just like from people who think that lowering the minimum wage or abolishing it would make more jobs but the problem with that is that it would make more jobs that don't pay like a humane amount of money at all because like you need money to survive and like if it doesn't matter how many jobs that are created if all of them pay like a dollar an hour because none of those people working in those jobs will be able to like live yeah it's not yeah. it's not a good like the unemployment rate is not a good metric of our success because like, yeah it's super expensive to be alive exactly <laughs> you ever just think about how like we didn't agree to be born and the world is kind of shit we're all stressed yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay <sighs> well so PG&E. <laughs> oh yeah, PG&E. So this is actually another thing I was going to mention about police brutality. Fun thing uh, about the news is that it's pretty much all police brutality everywhere now because that's the kind of system we live in. But anyways, so PG&E, they're an electric company in California and they've been like making power outages because like they don't want to cause more fires than they already started. And like there are several enormous forest fires going on in california thanks in part to climate change like creating a very dry uh ecosystem there that makes it very prone to forest fires uh anyways That's some of the true, fire yeah. also fires... in coastal areas where oh. wind yeah, yeah true, uh, true. wind is stronger than um long trees like scratchy yeah. scratch into each other more and create big bad pretty fires. devastating forest fires very devastating. And but, although, yeah, normally that's an act of nature, and yes, it reinvigorates the soil. When it's caused by humans, I feel like we need to raise an eyebrow and question our uh, relationship with the environment. And, like, when this many forest fires are happening, like, th- this isn't... It's like uh, an annual thing. Now. Exactly. It happens all the time now, which is not good. It displaces so many people. And another... 250,000 people, yeah. I think, have lost their homes oh. as a result of forest fires. Just, like, now? Like, just recently? Yeah, yeah. just the recent ones. There were two. I forgot what their names were. Uh, but, yeah, anyways. Uh, the point that's I like was getting almost, to is that... That's, like, more than like, the population of Wyoming. Oh, and Wait, they really? still have three electoral votes. Oh, Which is... Uh, but that, that's a whole other thing. But, okay. So, basically, uh, PG&E, forest fires, bad. And the fires are killing a lot of people. And uh, the thing is, they've been using prison labor to fight the fires. And those prisoners are getting paid $1 an hour to fight fires, to put their lives at risk to fight fires. That's hashtag slavery, yo. Yeah, literally. The prison system that we are under now is a new form of slavery. There have been a few books about this. I forgot. What was that other one? Maybe the new Jim Crow. Yeah, the new Jim Crow. That's a pretty good one. But there are so many instances of, like, slavery, uh, prison systems in our country abusing work and just paying so little money. Like, in Colorado, there are factories that manufacture license plates that are run by prisoners who make around 60 to 70 cents an hour. Yeah, That's sometimes insane. I sometimes I wonder why we are so quick to arrest people, uh, why we see someone who commits a crime and see only a criminal exactly. and not be willing to rehabilitate them. And then I, then I remember that they're making money off of them. Yeah, which is... So obviously they have financial incentive to uh, amass yeah. the prison, prison industrial complex. That's like the main thing that like sort of pissed me off initially about capitalism slavery sucks yeah is that like oh my gosh like we're it for it pushes us to do like such inhumane things just in the state in the uh, like to seek more money like i don't know yeah and i feel like younger people especially Mm -hmm. um actually no baby boomers too they never really question it they just think of it as as um, a symptom that's inherent to the yeah. economic systems I mean, at, at hand. That's what we or like, teach you deserve ourselves. it. Like, you did that. Yeah, yeah. it's so. like... It's on you. It's horribly, <laughs> horribly sad, because we're all human beings. And like, We all are deserving of life and happiness in some people's opinions, and obviously that opinion is totally right, and the other ones are wrong, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 it strikes me as incredibly, like, bleak and yeah. sad, and, you know... And, like, the thing is, to quote the beautiful Zac Efron, we're all in this together. So, like, why are we just, like, my why favorite, does Mar- my my favorite Marxist philosopher is Zachary Efron. <laughs> but, like, have you seen that thing on Twitter uh-huh. where 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, Twitter. No, yeah, we definitely have, but it's okay. like someone put like a picture of like Swedish prisons, and uh-huh. then like a picture, and they're like, "This is Swedish prison." So I'm like, "This looks like American college." Yeah, it's it like, looks like dorm rooms. Yeah, they have like they, and they're like nice prisons. Which again, like the thing is, in other countries where they have as like a goal of their prisons is to rehabilitate people rather than to make money off of them. Like that's that's not what they're focused yeah. on anymore. I love is... how in America we pay more to live worse. Have you noticed that? <laughs> oh, 100%. oh, that's true. And it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna sound like a communist. <laughs> it's like capitalism's fault. Yeah, it legit it's is like, though. For example, King's College in London is one of the most expensive universities, and uh, there, and yearly tuition there is like thirty five thousand dollars a year. That's a steal, like for Americans. That's like, that's state tuition. Yeah, that's like cheap state tuition for Americans, which is crazy. It's like kind of a dystopia. Like I don't yeah. know why. It's like a it's like a dystopia that's managed to convince us that it's not a dystopia, and people are like blaming the reasons that they're unhappy and disgruntled all the time on other people mm-hmm. being unhappy and disgruntled. But no, it's the fact that. We have to go to school for hours and hours, for like 35 hours a week. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so we can get a job that works us 40 hours a week. So we can make money for some person that we will never know or be as successful as. And it's like, I understand how in people on the right, especially like the far right, it really inspires like nihilism mm-hmm. um, and the idea that like, uh, like to live is to die um, and that nothing matters, yeah. But I, I feel like we need more people who are inspired to, you know, live in a better world by this. Yeah, and also like, sort of. You're beautiful, oh. Iris. Oh my you're God. so good, Aww. Julius. You're beautiful. Thank We're you. We're all beautiful. Shut the. No one, <laughs> no one gets to compliment me. You're dirty, ugly? Com- dirty cop. Thank you, dirty commie. <laughs> I thought you were gonna call me like another. <laughs> oh, okay. Another word. c word. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, actually, this is, like, sort of the main thing that I was thinking we should talk about today. Like, just, like, in a perfect world, like, what do you think the system or, like, a sort of governing system would be like? Communism, baby! (laughs) Picture this. Every year, we send kids, and then they kill each other. (gasps) Oh, my god! I just came up with that. Really? I love it. And then we watch it. And then Josh Hutchison is tall. (laughs) And then I go through my archery phase. Did you hear that? I went through my archery phase in, like, fifth grade. It was a Dude, I think everyone had an archery phase. Like, no one talks about it. I think there's something in human evolution that That makes us think that shooting things on on a stick is cool. But it's fun. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't like it. It is is intensely fun, but I was terrible at it. Hmm. Same. Yeah. Did you know that, like, if you think about, like, ship names, for example. Penis. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. Peta and Katniss. Peta and Katniss. <laughs> it's it's there, folks. Like, if you I haven't seen it, <laughs> I don't ship Gainus. Sorry. What was the other guy's name? Uh, Gail. Oh yeah. Okay. Me, okay. Sorry, I always ship Gainus. I mean, Gail was objectively hotter than Peta. Oh, true. But, but Gail killed. Oh wait, spoilies. No, but like Peta. <laughs> it's been like ten years. Man bakes bread. That's sexy. He fuck. does make the bread. He gets the bread. Baker. Oh yeah, oh he wins in the conquest of bread. Like, Read Kropotkin. Liam Hemsworth. I don't know. There's a there's a trade. Yeah, he's there. got Miley Cyrus. He's doing fine. No, they divorced. No, and now Miley Cyrus <laughs> is dating Cody Simpson. Okay, okay, yeah, good for her. She can she can get it. I thought this was about politics. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Utopias. So basically, like I do this thing whenever I'm like super tired and not willing to do my homework, where I just like sit around for a really long time and think about how capitalism sucks. And then I was like, but like, what if we didn't live in capitalism? Which is a bold idea, I know. Yeah. Has uh, never one been book of I'd, I'd imagine. Rec- <laughs> one book I'd recommend. Um, I'm the author escapes me, uh, but the title is, um, fully luxuriated. Uh, fully automated luxury communism, yeah. Um, and the thesis is essentially that under communism, um, our technologies can advance to such an extent that uh, we can have all our production automated. And because uh. all of our basic needs will be met, we'll just be left to a life of leisure. And of course, I kind of disagree with that because we can't just strive for luxury. Because oh, if we do, then the environment will collapse. Oh, yeah, that definitely. Like, we're going to, like, it won't matter that, like, we're no longer, uh, you know, 
vomiting carbon into the air like because you know we fully uh changed to renewable energy because we'll just be exploiting like the global south oh yeah um, for their natural resources and you know polluting up the wazoo um so you know that's not necessarily uh you know the only option but it's certainly one of them all right but anyways so going back to like <laughs> sorry anyways. like going back to like what would it be like if we didn't have capitalism? So, like, right now, if you look at capitalism, like, the parallel that I would like to draw of our current state in the world is, like, in the, the last episode of season one of The Good Place. Sorry if you haven't watched it. Spoiler. Well, wait, ahead. no, I do. I've, I've watched season almost one, the entire thing. One, okay, I have yeah, not can... caught up on the, la- the latest season, but But, but season, season one. one. Okay, so, like, at the end of season one, you know, when they all just find out that they're living in hell, not, like, the good place, but, like, the bad place and that they're all being pitted against each other. Like, that's what I think of. The Good Place is such a genius show. Oh, it is such a a good show. But, like, that's what I think of when I think of American politics and capitalism today. That's a fantastic point. Because, legit, like, over the past eternity of human history, like, the vast majority of people, 99.9% of people, have been living in some degree of, like, misery. Like, legit, like, we have not been living in a nice place because like people are being exploited like left and right anything you consume has had some sort of exploitation down the line and like it's all been for the purpose so that like two or three extremely wealthy people can live a nice happy luxurious life but like if you look at the uh the whole uh difference between let's say like a competitive uh economy and a cooperative economy like a competitive economy sort of stems like i I would see the need for that probably stems from like a lack of resources but like right now we have a substantial amount of resources that we could like we could definitely support everyone in the world with a decent and comfortable life if we wanted to like that's the thing that bothers me the most like, if you look at food production, for example, there are people who are starving, yet people in, like, very developed countries, such as our country, are, like, contributing in greatly to, like, food waste to, uh, I don't know. We like, waste 45% of the food that we produce. Yeah. yeah it's, it's mostly grocery stores throwing insane. stuff out. I think in France last year, they, uh, they um, legally enforced that if you have leftover food at grocery stores, you have to give it to the food insecure. Yeah, which right. makes sense. That, like... That but, like, the thing is for... Like, con- like, here, like, I remember thinking one time in... Uh, I believe it was, like, A-Push last year. Like, there was this picture in a textbook during the Great Depression of, like, some farmer taking the milk that they had produced and just, like, dumping it down a drain because it would cost too much for them to bring it to the market and they wouldn't be able to sell it for enough money to, like, recuperate the cost. Oh, my goodness. But then I was thinking, like, why... Why are they dumping it down the drain? Because, like, people are out there, like, starving. But then I realize it's... they, they It's milk. It's, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, like, also they almost have, like, no other choice. Because if they wanted to actually, like... The, they're, the only option they see there, like, for producing food is to sell it and to make money so that they themselves can survive. But they can't do that because it costs too much to do that. Like, that, that was during the Great Depression. But, like, it, it feels so weird that they would be taking something that they had and just throwing it away completely just because it doesn't make sense for them to actually sell it or to give it away. Oh, do you guys want to check if Jeff Jeff Bezos has decided to end world hunger yet? Oh, that would be, like, okay, he has the funds to do so, obviously. Man is rich. The Twitter account has Jeff Bezos decided to end world hunger. Do I want Um, to follow that? It it decrees that uh, he, he has decided that he will not end world hunger today. Um, and he could with, uh, I believe, one-fourth of his net worth. Um, and, oh, just kidding. Uh, one-tenth of his net worth because... As a human, how could you even begin to spend that much money? Exactly. Like, as a single person. You you couldn't. That's the point. And, like, I don't know. Right. We've like You oh, can't yeah. even spend one billion dollars unless you're Donald Trump and lose it because of bad business dealings. Like, legitimately, there's no reason... For wealth to be concentrated in such amounts, and also like, sorry for the beeping. It's I'm not sure. It's what, okay. Are they changing a light bulb? They have to bring over like a forklift to change a light bulb. That's so weird. All right. <laughs> Besides the point. Anyways, uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I yeah, think I think under under capitalism, um, we are so alienated, alienated and atomized from one another in that we look at other people as um, like descriptors yeah. or categories as opposed oh, to true. real people who think and feel and choose to make decisions. For example, um, like workers in China mm-hmm. not doing so not doing so bueno, but we categorize them as the Chinese, uh, therein objectifying yeah. them, thus like justifying our competition with them and our indirect expo- exploitation of them. However, this can be solved if we just maintain solidarity with one another. Solidarity and harmony and reciprocity, all of these um, three-syllable s- words are mm-hmm. amazing ways to look at someone else and say, you deserve like life and happiness just as much as I do um and we should cooperate with one another in order to get that oh I wish no I I like even in our daily lives yeah. like this like competitive like, like Twitter drama is a great it's a great example of this right yeah, because I like mean... every like people are always saying oh all of you hoes are out to get me like um, <laughs> that's true I'm better than the all hoes of you are out to get but, you. like also and, although it may be true just be compassionate dude also like as an american high school Mm -hmm. student i think a lot of us tend to see ourselves purely based on like what we think our earning potential will be oh Oh, yeah that's like that's literally like what it is so draining especially as as a a communist b someone (laughs) someone who wants to be a writer which is by no means a lucrative field unless you already have clout in the area um it's incredibly disheartening to like think that i'll come out of a school um, possibly with student debt, depending, uh, com- oh, like depending on where I go. Definitely yeah. with you, student debt. No. Um, how I'll come out of that situation and like be totally and completely depressed if I work somewhere that might, you know, be lucrative. Mm-hmm. And like, what I want to do is just out of reach. And yeah. if I do something else, I'll never have time to do. It's completely disheartening. Yeah, because you have to make these decisions when you're like young. Exactly. You don't want to. I mean, it's just like. I think it, like, look at our society, what we're taught, like, as the the structure of our society is competitive by nature. Like, we enforce the ideas of a meritocracy, even though, obviously, we don't have one. That's, like, America's main, like, 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 the American dream. You can do anything, unless unless you're, like, not white. or rich, or... Actually, like, that's a lie. I feel like, oh, oh, since we're all Asian, our parents did pretty well. Oh, yeah, Um, because Yeah, yeah, because we're not what what I like to call, like, a colonized, um, uh, like, marginalized mm -hmm. group. Um, Well, we are in, like, Britain and, um, (laughs) like, Asia, but not here, right? Because we didn't, our our parents didn't come here to any generational poverty. Like, the generation of Asian immigrants that we're referring to, like, came over around 19, the 1960s the to start with. bubble. But, like, and, yeah. yeah, and, like, they were most, Tech like, boom. okay, only wealthy or Asian immigrants were allowed to immigrate here. Which, again, that's a byproduct of, byproduct of capitalism, which is basically just objectifying people by how much work they can provide. But, like, basically, if you look at the immigration system now, you can see that, too. Like, it's easier to get, like, work visas if you have an education or if you have money already. So like they're basically commodifying people and assigning them value by what they can like physically provide, which is kind of terrible. But yeah, so uh, Asian immigrants who came over as the product of that were already wealthy to begin with, which is why Asian people now are fairly wealthy because they had a leg up in society to start with when they came here. And that's the excuse that a lot of right-wingers love to give for, like, oh, like, you should just work hard if you're poor because, like, immigrants can work hard and be rich. But the thing is, that's not really the case. People can work hard and still be poor, which is what happens for the vast majority of people, I guess. I don't know. It's, yeah. Horribly, I agree with horribly like, depressing, but we can do better. Exactly. Y'all. That's the thing. I don't know, it feels so naive don't to say this. Don't vote for Pete Buttigieg. Oh, oh yeah, please don't. He's Fe- literally a Republican. <laughs> not he, not literally, but like practically, pretty Republican. much. Like, 
But he's not winning. He's, I think he's in a he's, fourth. Well, yeah, CNN, he's like close. Yeah, CNN wrote an article called Pete Buttigieg is in fourth, but it's a strong fourth. Uh, yeah, thanks, I think that CNN. is so like ridiculously hilarious. Also, like, like, wait, in like defense of him? Yeah. Yeah, because, okay, first of all, corporations love Pete Buttigieg. He has so many, like, big supporters from, like, corporations and stuff. I feel like if a corporation supports a politician, that's a red flag. It's like how how billionaire George Soros supports Elizabeth Warren. That's, mm, That is also mm, a red flag. Also, like, if you look at, like, Biden, for example, he just started started, uh, reaching out to super PACs. Because he wants the funding for his campaign. And because he's struggling. I, gee, I wonder why. Super PACs are, like, big. Uh, like... Political action committees um, raise money for people. Yeah. Oh. Um, and super PACs raise a lot of money. Because they Whoa. thick as hell. And by <laughs> thick, I mean thick with capital. Joe Biden was like, yo, you're dummy thick. <laughs> yeah. Can I get some of that money? Mm. <laughs> I guess super PAC money? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, anyways. This election is going to be, like... I, like, can't believe that, like, within a year, we're going to be, like, seeing, like, who's going to be the next president. Oh, my God. It's so weird. By next January, we're either going to have... My theory is that we're going to either have President Trump or President Sanders. Um, I want Bernie so much. We'll see where that goes. He's on on the back of your laptop. Oh, yeah. I have a very large bernie sticker it was intended as a car bumper sticker but my laptop thankfully is thick enough to hold it in all of its glory do you think that people will come to vote more i'd like to think so i want that bernie sanders uh brought out a lot of non-voters in the past election oh true um go off yeah uh i'd like to think so i i'd like to think that we should really go hard the problem is um under the american electoral system if you don't vote um then that's basically a vote for whoever benefits yeah. the status quo the most. Because it's I not ranked choice voting. Yeah, it's... I don't like to think about it in those terms. Um, but like, I don't like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I think like that's sort of the unfortunate reality of our political system in general. It was built to basically take power away from the masses. Like again, you're taught like throughout. The, your entire education system that oh we live in a democracy where people get to vote but first of all no we live in a republican a republic i was about to say republic we live in a republic <laughs> we live in no, Julia's correction oh, we no. live in a society <laughs> oh my God. but yeah so if you look at our electoral systems almost every single aspect of them is designed to take voting power from the masses away and to basically dilute it. Like, if you look at the Electoral College, which unfairly divides votes by state and not, like, really as much by population, and also, like, every single state, like, the, a simple majority in that state by, like, districts will win all of those electoral votes for one candidate, except for, like, a couple states, like Maine. But, like, that's not how voting should work because it's not accurately representing the will of the people you're just representing like some weird like byproduct like if you were looking at it from like a very far distance like like yeah it's like a cheap facsimile of a democracy Mm -hmm. like a cheap imitation oh okay okay. it's like if you go to like (laughs) shop right and then you're like oh let's get some Let's get some cheeses or whatever, but then you end up buying like Shoprite brand cheese Those slap, squares. Though. Those oh, are pretty slap. good, but like, let's imagine Seriously, a world in which they're terrible. Stuff. But like, <laughs> okay, the thing well, is, I don't I'm, have I'm, a good... I'm a hongi gal, so <laughs> I just like don't get. It. We hongi for any sem- we sense hongi of for representation. Democracy. But yeah, like that's the thing. Like our voting system is designed specifically to keep a two party system in place. And also to keep people's voice voices diluted and not really mattering. Yeah, it's like we don't even have a dedicated Labour Party oh. the way Britain or the, uh, the, 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 the what's it called Canada yeah that's <laughs> in the New Democratic Party. Like that's why the Democratic Party has so much trouble um, deciding whether or not it wants to be a center right or center left uh, because it's amassing progressives. And also Republicans who like gay people. Uh, I feel like that's kind of a good transition to really quickly talk about um, the Bernie endorsement. Ooh, yeah. 
Yeah, so Bernie's back, had a heart attack. Did we talk about that? Like, I think all? we might have mentioned it. Okay, yeah, so we had a heart attack if you've been living under a rock. Um, but he's okay, though, I hope. Yeah, he's all right, and he had that um, fantastic rally in oh uh, 25,000 people. Yeah. yeah, it was the biggest rally of this election season um, by far, so that was that was really That's energizing. That's like heartening, yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, like he walked out to ba- Back in Black, um, <laughs> kissed his wife right on the lips, beautiful moment. <laughs> Uh, uh, and that was the one that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez um, uh, attended and officially yeah. endorsed him at. She also, uh, including Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, endorsed... And Ayanna Presley. Really? I think so. Really? Because I thought it said, like, the entire four people. Oh, I, th- I, th- I thought it was just the, the three fours. Maybe but... it was. I- I'll see. But, uh, yeah, they immediately endorsed him after the debate. Um, I think uh, AOC came to Bernie... Uh, like when he was in bed with his heart attack, uh, saying that like she was she was gonna endorse him. So that's that's a that's, that's a so, like, that's an epic gamer move right there, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Um, he spoke at a rally in Detroit with Rashida Tlaib, who represents mm-hmm. that district in uh, in the House, and I think he's gonna have a rally in Minneapolis with Ilhan Omar. That's nice. Wow. Yeah, and um, they oh, wait, also actually, yeah. I think Ayanna two, Presley did not. I'm yeah, sorry. oof. But two of that group also. Um, oh wait, yeah. Sorry. One last thing about Bernie. It's funny because the media's really trying to downplay it. Oh yeah. Like um, there. I recently read a CNN article that was like, so the squad endorsed Bernie, but hear this: Representative Katie Porter endorsed Elizabeth Warren, and I'm like. Yeah, Katie Porter is a... What even is CNN? I, that's a it's such fantastic a question. Like, I think, like, the media they? in general has shifted, like, really far to the right. Like, there's a great Vox video about this that I probably have mentioned before. But, like, basically, like, Fox News is, like, a, 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 like right-wing propaganda, pretty much. It's funded by whatever billionaire... Who, Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. But, yeah, oh. so... Wait, it's funded... Well, I'm not surprised. Fox, yeah. So basically, like, it's a vast media empire that is run by right-wing extremists who are extremely wealthy. And through Fox, like, Fox brings up, like, the most random bits of news and, like, treats them... Not not news, but, like, treats things that aren't news as actual news. So, like, uh, remember, like, the whole email scandal, which, like, with Hillary... That, that, like, really, like, no one really knows what it means because it literally does not matter. Like, yeah, it was because something they about, were like, just using so many buzzwords it was, uh, and convoluted the conversation. So that, like, like, honestly, what happened with Hillary's emails, quote-unquote, like, Not was, as bad as the whole, like, admitting to groping women yeah, thing. Yeah, that's objectively But the thing worse. is, like, Fox brought that on into the news media, into, like, the media bubble, sort of, as, like, a valid talking point. And every single time they talk about something and other media groups don't immediately start talking about it as well and treating it the same way they do, they call other media groups biased for not being as right-wing and extreme as they are. And they're like, oh, like, CNN is controlled by, like, liberals or whatever. Or, uh, That's the problem. It's controlled by liberals. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, like, th- that just brings the media and shifts it towards talking points that really don't matter and it just like makes these random little bits of like information into really hyped up news stories. Like, uh, remember when that one like every single time Ilhan Omar doesn't directly like condemn ISIS in a speech. Like, if she doesn't just say that, if she's like talking about anything else, but she doesn't yeah, they'll like, be like she supports. They'll be like, oh my gosh, she's yeah. I like, haven't I haven't a, a single white person be asked to condemn the Crusades. Yeah, um, so <laughs> like, that's just yo. blatant Islamophobia. But, like, they do that and they call people, like, they call politicians such as Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, like, terrorists and stuff. And they're shifting conversations to things that, like, to random little bits and, like, taking, making all these, like, news stories about stuff. But all in all, pretty much, like, they're shifting the conversation to these random topics and pieces of news that don't really, that aren't really valid is shifting media as a whole in that direction. Yeah, and, like, even, like, liberal outlets like CNN are doing yeah. this with, with impeachment. Mm-hmm. Um, and although that's not, th- that's, like, 
Although that's not really related to the election. Well, it is indirectly, yeah. but um, it's uh, taking time away from populist problems like poverty and exactly. healthcare and uh, you know real stuff. So, does did that suddenly become unwashable? Oh yeah. Also, it's a little a, bit. Certainly, a lot less televisable than impeachment. That's for sure. And something that's sure. like not super related to impeachment, but like if you look at any of the Democratic debates, when the like the hosts or whatever, if whenever they go up and ask Bernie or Warren how much uh, Medicare for all is going to cost, and they bring up like, oh, it's going to cost like how like three hundred trillion dollars, like legit, we spend like over twice yeah, as to much. Be, on to the be fair, it's only like it's it's 34 trillion dollars which is a lot of money but also like yeah we spend 800 trillion dollars a year on military i think well it's it's a drop down to a measly 700 billion okay but like and that's just in a year that's the thing though like you have to oh wait wait, oh did i say 34 trillion i meant 34 billion for medicare for all no you said 300 trillion yeah okay it's it's 30 trillion (laughs) i'm not good at numbers anymore for some reason but anyways so like the thing is their point of view is very much apparent in like the way that they ask questions and which questions they ask they don't ask any candidate who is like vaguely pro-war how they're going to continue spending so much money on the american military system even though we're being involved in wars that we shouldn't be involved in and in like things that are objectively pretty bad so and in defense of my man he always answers honestly whereas warren is um uh, she's obfuscating a little and it's not clear whether or not she actually supports medicare for all true um so we can't really trust her commitment to it but i think bernie has been consistently honest um but i don't think he's being particularly strong on why we need a single-payer healthcare system and why healthcare should be guaranteed as a mm. human right um or like why it's a better alternative than like the uh simple public option uh-huh. idea um yeah okay, speaking of healthcare. I had a fun little discussion with someone on Instagram over the Uh-oh. weekend about single-payer healthcare. And, okay, let's Ooh. look at some of the facts. Iris is ready. This is <laughs> okay. spicy. Yeah, but if you have, like, a lot of people have been seeing the idea of, oh, like, a public option. Like, that sounds nice and fun. But let's look at the state of public healthcare right now. So there's Medicare and Medicaid, which are not really public health care, but they're the closest to public that we have right now. And the problem with that currently is that people who are on Medicare or Medicaid can get refused, like, medic- medical service from hospitals. Because the thing about Medicare and Medicaid is that they don't pay hospitals as much money. So hospitals aren't profiting enough off of this to actually, like, provide people with health care. And, like, that's the thing, like, don't really blame hospitals entirely because the cost of medicine and the cost of, like, specific medical care things are getting so high because of, like, private private, private health care, private health insurance companies, they make lots of profit and they can afford to pay corporations a lot of money. So corporations have incentive to jack up their prices and they can afford to pay hospitals a lot of money. So hospitals have incentive to deny Medicare or Medicaid coverage. Yeah, and doctors can um, refuse, uh, yeah. could potentially refuse public option rates. And also, if you look at the, the only reason that private healthcare is so competitive in this regard is because it exists solely to make a profit off of people getting sick. It's p- private healthcare does not exist to help people get cheaper healthcare. It exists to make money off of people because they're sick which is again one of the things what's like so wrong about private healthcare as a concept but that's also the reason why a public option simply having a public option is not viable because it yeah. can't compete like having something that is grounded in just trying to get people healthcare instead of trying to profit off of people who are getting sick like that the the the, the nice option that is going to help people like get healthcare isn't going to work because it's not going to be able to compete with a greedy system that can afford to push around money and just like win automatically based on that. So I don't know. That's yeah, my little rant. You may have heard the term uh, two-tiered healthcare system. 
somewhere in the, the, the political discourse, and that essentially refers to um, the higher quality care that people, that uh-huh. moneyed people are getting and the lower oh, quality yeah. care that people without money are getting. And one question that I like to pose is, like, what does that say about, like, people with wealth? Does that, Im- I think that inherently implies that people who make more, more money deserve better health care, and that's just patently untrue, right? And also, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> big capitalism moment here. Like, why are we valuing wealthy people yeah. so much more? Do people who are rich deserve more things do they deserve to get better quality of life like yeah julius because they're job creators oh my god or even just like (laughs) basic human like standard of living like yeah at the bare minimum healthcare should be exactly healthcare is a right like people shouldn't be afraid of calling the ambulance because it's going to plunge them into debt for years like i was talking to like european people yeah and they like don't like, they think that's, like, a joke. Like, oh, you guys don't call an ambulance? Ha-ha. Like, no, like, it actually no, like, legit. will cost a lot of money. Like, I've seen stories about people taking Ubers to hospitals. Because it's, it's, it's yeah, going to cost, like, thousands of so dollars. Funny. Like, actually, personally, I don't have health insurance right now because my dad decided to quit his job. Thanks, Dad. But, like... <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> no, no, no. He's not buying thing... into, the, into the machine, man. <laughs> the problem is, if you don't have health insurance, if you get sick at all, if you have to go to the hospital at any moment... It's going to be, like, terrifyingly expensive. And, like, I don't have as much of a problem. I will call out my own privilege on this because my parents are probably financially stable enough that if I were to get, like, ambulance to a hospital, they probably wouldn't be plunged into too much debt. But, like, for most people, and, like, also if I were to go to the hospital more than, like, twice, then that would be, like, enough to ruin someone's life. So... That's just for staying alive. Exactly. Like, that's absurd. That's you why heard like... about staying alive. That sucks. <laughs> oh my gosh, Gucci may be expensive, but staying alive yeah, is it, a lot more. Expensive. And one problem is that Medicare for all isn't even like the most radical oh, system no, no, in the no. world. Like uh, the, the UK has a national, a nationalized healthcare service, meaning yeah. uh, the the government is in control of it throughout many of the tiers. Mm -hmm. So like nationalized doctors, nationalized hospitals, um, like under a single payer system, those systems are still private. It's just the healthcare that's public. Um, so that's like right smack in the center between completely private and completely public. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the fact that we are skewed so far to the right as, uh, as to, um, prefer the public option, uh, that says some some really really bleak oh. things about um, about how conservatives have uh, kind of cr- taken a hold of our media structures. Fun little thing that's sort of related to this skew that has been going on basically since the sixties and seventies. Uh, let's take a look at the graduated tax rate. Recently on Twitter, you may have heard that as of now, like the richest four or five people on in this country are paying a lower tax rate than the poor than like the poorest people on in this country and that is pretty much true uh like the tax rates for the wealthy iris looks looks so done yeah american (laughs) politics is not fun that's also dumb like because they can afford to pay more (laughs) okay but but anyways anyways (laughs) yeah if you look at the tax rate like the progressive tax rate, it was originally introduced so that wealthy people can actually pay their fair share of taxes because they can afford to contribute more to the greater good. While poor people can't really like if you if you take like let's say like as a blatant oversimplification, let's say we had like a fifty percent tax rate. Someone who's making like twenty thousand dollars a year, taking out ten thousand dollars of their income is gonna be detrimental to them. But to someone who's making like $500 million a year, taking out $250 million of that $500 million is not going to be that bad. So that's why the graduated tax system was introduced so that people who make more money, who can afford to pay more, pay a higher share of taxes while people who make less money and who, if they were to be paying more money in taxes, would like detrimentally affect their well-being, didn't have to pay so much. But the thing is like, it started out that way, but over the past few decades, it's basically leveled to a point where we're almost at a flat tax rate now. It's, like, insane. And th- that that's... 
problematic. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, that also speaks to, like, how the liberalism of the, like, 60s and prior has really shifted very far so that our entire country's politics are pretty much right-wing. If you look at, like, this was actually a bit of a fun little fact for me. Like, when I was looking into this earlier, like, just seeing that during the 60s and 70s, like, the war on poverty, people, like, right-wing politicians at that time were suggesting things like UBI. They were suggesting things like public health care. It's, and, like, even though that didn't really get done at the time because of arguments that were happening, that were pertinent to the time, I don't really know what they were, but, like, that's the kind of stuff that people on both sides were talking about during the 60s and 50s. This is not, these aren't radical propositions. Like, AOC, Bernie, they they aren't socialists. They're literally, like, still working within a capitalist system. And the ideas that they're proposing are not extreme things that, like... Spinet sister. But, yeah, yeah it's... Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Go off. Because <laughs> they're, just... like, basic human rights. Exactly. And, like, we've gone so far towards, like, a aggressively capitalist system that like we can't even recognize this as like wow like we should just treat people decently so many people still think like it's meritocracy yeah it's literally not it isn't it ain't it's not and like oh my like my least favorite thing like when i'm like "Mm, Mm -hmm. shouldn't exist and they're like who's gonna do philanthropy i'm like uh if we redistributed their wealth we wouldn't need philanthropy exactly because the money (laughs) would already be going towards the people who deserve it like people who need it like philanthropy that messes me up like so much fellas fellas okay is it it gay to tax billionaires think about it you're you're basically just taking taking it from another dude (laughs) fellas but like fellas is it gay to eat the rich (laughs) because you're eating a guy like (laughs) whoa whoa like uh no homo but but like also like to like it's like to put the responsibility of being a good person on someone with that much money and like to have them be like, well, who's going to fix the problems? Like, like the, we shouldn't, we wouldn't have problems. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, that people who are rich, they're not just going to like give their money willingly towards something that's entirely for like an altruistic reason. There's always something. Yeah. It's like the same reason um, Bill Gates donates donates or donated two billion dollars last year to, to the, the Bill gates, gates foundation, foundation <laughs> which has bill uh which um does stuff with uh the production of coltan and um the democratic republic of congo but the gates foundation also subsidizes mining there so what, what is up bill also one last Call thing fellas is it gay to be head billionaires think about it you're basically just Wait, head? You're, you're basically just head? Taking, taking head from yeah. a... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my god. The gosh. guillotine is gay. Um, <laughs> All right, but yeah, so... Uh, we I are, like that. We should rebrand yes. We should rebrand the French Revolution. That's the real... Mm. That's the real tea. Homosexual agenda. Right? <laughs> yeah, right there. Taking money from billionaires. Um, But yeah, it's kind of like... I don't know what it is about this podcast, but like... <laughs> We should definitely eat the rich, for sure. Iris, give me a hug. Yes. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Group hug. Oh, my God. You guys, should, I wish we had, I wish we televised this. Yeah, we you did a group join. hug, though. That was a real group hug. That was great. And if you subscribe to us on Spotify and iTunes, then you can you be can part of the group hug as well. That was such a weird transition. <laughs> is this, so is this our conclusion? I mean, we're sense. sort of running out of time. Also, speaking of school, like, this is, the bell is going to ring in, like, five six and eight minutes. yeah this, eight this minutes. i'm actually glad we're doing it at the school because this room has fantastic acoustics yeah also like i legit have like no time to do this outside of school because like just like but we're doing it for you yeah sponsor us Aww. squarespace <laughs> i saw like fresh. <laughs> okay so i will admit that snl has been getting like less appealing to me over the years but like they did the, the you know the, po- the father son podcasting mic yeah thing? that was wonderful that was hilarious also the chance the rapper episode was Oh Wonderful. yeah, that was good. Uh, he he that. shouted out the Chicago Teacher Union. Yeah, and also they cropped it out like on some. That, was, that, that was I think the uh, Chicago White Sox. Yeah, white. Oh my gosh, cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, but yeah. So what was I even saying? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're fading father out. son podcast, Mike. <laughs> the that was hilarious. Like it was like yeah, go watch it. It was David it was, Harbour's it was really episode. I was gonna spoil it, but I won't. You go watch it on your own. 
I feel like this is kind of self-explanatory. It is, but it, it's, it's Watch hilarious. the Tasty Toaster Tarts one, too. <laughs> okay, I have to make a list. I feel like with SNL, it's, like, kind of bad now, but then oh, there's, yeah. like, a couple gems. Yeah, but yeah exactly. SNL, it's not very astute when it comes to, like, politics, but I think it, the, the sketches that, like, the writers just pull out of their asses are fantastic. Oh, yeah, those are good. Like, some of their takes are a little bit, like, questionable, but also, like, Oh my gosh! Like some of them, like the the ads, like the fake ads for stuff. Those those are, those are so those are well so done. Good. I love them, and yeah. I also okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We post yeah. funny things sometimes. Um, if you're if you're the libertarian that regular regularly comments on our Instagram posts, you might not find them so funny. But if you're a normal average working Joe, then I think I we think can we, find. I think libertarians are so funny. They are <laughs> like what. Are y'all thinking? Oh my gosh! They don't like government, but then they like lick the boots of the U.S. military. It's it's wild. Yeah, and also they suddenly like government when it's intervening on things that are like like specific environmental. Or yeah, that too. But yeah, that's how would that even work if there was no government? Like (laughs) I don't even. How would that work? I mean, I don't know. Maybe if there was like two people on the planet. Wait, I was gonna say this. Like I included in the in like the topics list. But, like, the thing where, like, the Trump administration and car companies are, like, let's take away California's right to put its own environmental protection stuff. Oh, like, yeah, I think we may so have talked good. about this in yeah, the last episode. Yeah, we did. But, like, y'all are just not for states' rights anymore because it's not about racism. Like, okay. It's also, like, why, like, ugh. Just, I like, don't, know. don't be racist. Don't be racist. Please don't be racist. That's our plea. That's the message, yeah, and if it. any of you listening right now are racist, <laughs> I can and will cry. I, <laughs> I guarantee you that. I will be crying because you are racist. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, y'all. And we hope to catch you on the next episode. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.